What is up? Welcome back to Modern Day Marketer. I'm your host, Brett McGrath, Vice President of Marketing at The Juice. Jonathan is on the program, and we are talking about every marketer's favorite topic, data. There has been a tremendous shift with third-party data, cookies, all that jazz going on, and we wanted to share some perspective that we have on how we are thinking about data at The Juice and why we are being mindful around things like consent in order to deliver really great content experiences for B2B marketing and sales professionals. We have a product launch this week, Intent Signals. Go check that out. It drops on Thursday, July 28th. There will be a lot of news we will be sharing about that. If you like what we're doing over here, hit the subscribe, follow all the buttons, but most importantly, tell a damn friend that you're enjoying Modern Day Marketer. Without further ado, let's kick it to the conversation. What is up? Launch week at the juice. We're going to plug it here from the top. Intent signals drops on Thursday. You got a few days. You're going to be hearing a lot from us about it. You've already been hearing a lot from us about it because we've been talking about it for the last few weeks. As we were preparing for the launch, we started to talk about data internally. And it was something that we maybe talked about a while back, just as a kind of how we think about data with all the shifts and changes going on, but felt like, you know, on launch week, new product, it'd be a good opportunity to bring it back up. So we're going to be talking about zero party data, what it means, how we think about it. But without further ado, I got the data king over here, the expert, the data guy, the data marketer, our CEO, Jonathan. Jonathan, are you as excited as I think you are about this topic? I do love data. Yes, I am excited about this topic. I'm excited about launch week. Love a good launch. Love data. So this is the best of both worlds for me. I was on a panel a couple of weeks ago with three other marketers. I was the fourth person on that panel. I may have already told this story on our podcast, but three of them all talked about how they got into content marketing and they all talked about how much they enjoyed writing. A lot of them had English or journalism backgrounds. Then they passed me the microphone and I just told everyone in the crowd, I love spreadsheets. And that's how I got into content marketing. So like I said, launch week, data, talking about it with you. This is, uh, I'm ready to rock and roll. It's a good yin and yang because it's not necessarily my cup of tea. I'd rather be on the creative content building front, uh, coming up with big ideas, but we need to get, we need to stay grounded in our work. So data is important. Um, so I was like in the process of like researching, digging in, creating content around this. I think the one thing that I found interesting, and I don't know if you recall the timing of this, but so I started at the juice in on January 4th, 2021. And then I think it was two weeks later, Google makes this announcement regarding third-party cookies, third-party data. And at the time, like I was like, oh, this is probably a big deal, but just my marketing mentality, and maybe it was based in my origin of learning about consent permissions from the exact target days. I I just kind of like said, this probably impacts a lot of different people, but for me right now, like this isn't going to be something that I need to worry about. I'm going to put my head down and start talking to people and creating content. So I guess when like that news dropped as the juice was forming, before we even had a name or before we even really had a real product, what was like, how did you think about that? What did you think about um, the impact that that was going to have on just the audience that we were serving? So it was always a part of our vision. Uh, When we started the juice, there were murmurs of this happening. I think people knew it was going to happen based on some moves that Europe had made. 
um, and that others were discussing. So knew it was likely on the horizon that and then Apple with some of what they've done with Apple Mail, being able to you know create kind of a, a dummy inbox or dummy email for you to use as part of their security efforts. We knew that there was a security and privacy tailwind in the marketing space. And so uh, that's always been a part of our vision. That said, it became very that became hardened by the uh, news about the third-party cookies becoming real, and even you know even Google has I think struggled with what to do with this because they've actually kind of kicked the can down the road a few times on when this will actually go into play. That said, uh, we think we set ourselves up very very nicely, just with the ethos of our business and wanting the user or our member to control their data and when and how it gets shared it's the right thing to do. And so uh, it works out nicely that we just believe the right thing to do is now going to be regulated, uh, which I think is good for the industry. It's going to present challenges for some people, certainly, but I think it's a really good opportunity for us, uh, the juice business, our customers, and also our, our members and our users of the platform. So uh, excited about it. It sounds excited to be, uh, or it sounds weird to be excited about security and privacy, but it's probably overdue. And uh, like I said, it's just the right thing to do. So this this show uh, is aptly named Modern Day Marketer. And I think just in building out the show and talking to a bunch of smart marketers about how they're approaching their audience, like, uh, you know, we're very selective in curating those guests. And so I, I say that because I, I it's I'm not looking to bring on a guest that is deeply rooted in content syndication programs or sends batch and blast emails to a list of uh, people that they don't even know, like that just wouldn't make any sense for what this show is about. So with that being said, like when I think about the modern day marketer and I think about the cookie list future, I, I almost think like they, they're, they're, they work hand in hand together where um, it's less transactional. It's less about uh, gathering data from like a, a quant- like a quantitative perspective. And it's more about identifying quality opportunity, gathering data in the right way, leaning on consent, but making sure that you're leveraging that data to drive higher quality experiences, which i no is is kind of what we're aiming for and what we're building on the content side. It's interesting that we're talking about this topic. And I, I know we've talked previously about product-led growth because what you were just saying makes you think it's people raising their hand and saying, okay, I am ready and I want to hear from this brand. Same thing with PLG like models. It's I am free trial and I will control when and how I do or don't get sold to, right? Or when I opt into paying. Um, so like I said, it's just this, it's it's bigger than B2B content. It's bigger than B2B. It's bigger than marketing. Like it is just the, the internet expanded and went really far and probably pushed into a gray area that I think we're all realizing now is a little bit more black and white than gray. And it feels like we're, we're kind of retracting back to what's right for the broader internet landscape and, and the timing is well appreciated for content marketing and what it means for marketers. Totally. And I think that that maybe we can talk about just like the trust component and the internet inevitably and the way things were moving has broken trust with a lot of consumers. I think down at the time, and this luckily doesn't happen at the level it, it does now, but I think down at the time where I'm like heads down trying to work and I look down and my phone is just buzzing and it's just all of these numbers and it's people leaving these voicemails and my inbox isn't any better, right? Just people spamming me, trying to get my attention. 
and I think about that this is all happening because something going on in the background where there's these exchanges happening, money's involved, people are getting access to my data, and then people are spamming me, which sucks. And so I think the while trust, it's it's as we kind of move into this like consent, doing things the right way, I think inevitably like there are a lot of scar tissue from just people in general. And I think it's part of the reason why like people don't like to fill out forms. So I think as we move, we are a platform that hosts data. We are a platform that uses the data, but I guess, how do you think about just like this trust component and making sure that people who come on and use the juice don't feel like that trust is going to be compromised because we're going to do what companies have been doing for the last, you know, five, 10 years when it, when it comes to, you know, getting access to other vendors around the third-party data? Great question. It's built into the core values of the business, which sounds cheesy for a CEO to say, and maybe it is, but one of our core values is to practice radical candor. And I think a lot of people think of radical candor, which is to care personally, but challenge directly. I think a lot of times that's that's kind of internal, but our core value, if you read the definition of it, actually talks about with our members, primarily customers and partners that we work with as well. So like we, from the very get-go, when a member is signing up for our platform, we show them how their data is shared. You know, there's fields that are optional that if they're not comfortable sharing, they don't have to. And we, again, we, we show them explicitly how that data is shared. And then throughout the process of engaging with content, they have different abilities to opt into more from that brand by following them or unfollowing them if they don't want to hear more from that brand. But we, we really put the control in the marketer's hands or sorry, in the member's hands. And we found a way to make that valuable to the marketer as well. And I think that's, you know, like you said, the good modern day marketer, that's what they want, right? Is uh, they want a high quality relationship. That's going to be much more valuable than a high quantity of low quality relationships. So I want to get back to the uh, zero party data because this is Greek to me and it's something that we're doing. But before we do that, thinking about, uh, as I'm researching, understanding this, I think about new members coming to our platform, new members understanding that we have the largest library of marketing and sales resources in the world, understanding that they have a desire to avoid obstacles that they've dealt with in the past and they just want access to the content. Well, I would imagine if they don't know who the juice is or they don't know our position and we haven't like built and gained trust with them and things that we've done, the likelihood of them going through and answering those questions, there might be some skepticism and saying, well, I know they're saying this, but you know, maybe they're going to be using this for something else, which is a battle us and probably any other company in a similar position will have to fight. But as I think about this, I think about like, that's why content is important. That is why being active on social, that is why practicing radical candor is important and being transparent. It's like the more we as a business can be authentic and share our point of view and why we think certain things about what we're doing, who we're serving, the likelihood of people getting to that onboarding screen and trusting us goes up. And so I had to give, as we're talking about data, I had to give a little shout out and some love to content because I think it's a big part of gaining trust in this process. Trust has been broken very broadly in our space because of things like forms, demand generation, uh, lead capture, third-party cookie tracking, like a lot of things we've talked about and are talking about, like trust has been 
largely broken in the B2B space. So not only do you have to build trust, which I think is one thing, you have to regain trust and then build trust. Uh, And I think content is often the bridge for that by providing high quality resources for people who are facing problems in their role, uh, trying to find solutions in their role. Content is the bridge to that trust. Uh, High quality content is the bridge to that trust. And so not only are we helping brands regain trust, but hopefully also building trust through content. So I want to get back to the zero party data element. And I was like rewinding the tape and there was a point in time where you shared something or we talked about something and it was like, okay, like, let me look at this. And it's just like with most stuff, it's like, okay, stuff interferes, let's get busy. But now as we're on the heels of like releasing a new product where data is involved, like you bubbled that back up and you said, Hey, like consider this. And as I was researching, I was like, you know, holy shit, like this actually is really important and can help support some of our product launches and things that we do. So I need to get educated on what zero party data is and and why it matters, especially in this world where there's a tremendous shift going in the way data exchanges happen. So I'd love for you to maybe like for anyone who doesn't know or didn't understand like me, you know, a few weeks ago, like what is zero party dated to you? And just like at the juice, I know you mentioned the onboarding screen in that process, but maybe like share some perspective on like how we're leveraging that data to not create negative experiences, but in fact, create like really positive experiences when it comes to content for our members. Yes. So our audience on this podcast is probably uh, tired of hearing how I think about things. So I'm going to pivot here. I'm going I'm to actually read the definition from Forrester on zero party data. That way, nobody has to deal with my interpretation of it. So as our friends at Forrester define it, it's data that a customer intentionally and proactively shares with a brand. Contrast that with third-party data, which is collected from external sources, often without the customer's knowledge or explicit consent. On the other hand, first-party data gives you insights from analytics and user behavior. So you've got zero-party, first-party, and third-party. Third-party going away, yuck, gross. That's why you get called. That's why you get emails from people that you've never talked to in your life, but uh, they found your data through some third-party source. That uh, people are going to find loopholes, but for the large part should be going away in the future. So then zero-party data, I mentioned uh, customers proactively and intentionally and proactively share with a brand. So again, we explicitly call it out during our onboarding, and then we give them controls to follow brands. Uh, We have call to actions where they can opt into newsletters or trials with brands. And again, that is what we call hand raisers. Uh, People who have raised their hand say, I want to hear more from this brand. So they proactively said, I'm ready to hear more from this brand. And then we also provide first-party data to our customers that gives them insights and analytics on our user behavior. So this type of persona is looking for this type of content, right? We, we share that with our customers. All of that said, when we're sharing all of this data, we never share contact information. That's a line in the sand we have very intentionally drawn. It's part of the ethos of the business is that uh, we believe that's part of what's broken with B2B marketing. B2B marketers, we have been them. We've talked about our, our sins of the past of doing everything and anything we can to get somebody's email address or phone number and just hammering them into submission with marketing and air quotes, which I know doesn't translate into a podcast, uh, but with marketing, right? Just incessantly. And so again, just part of what we believe is we share it at the brand level and we know uh, that is valuable to our customers. 
but our members, unless they've explicitly said so, they don't have to worry about their contact information being shared with our customers. I'm really proud of that. Again, it feels like the right thing to do, regardless of what's going to be regulated, where the broader space is going. It just, it feels like the right thing to do. And I'm I'm proud of us finding a way to stick to that uh, ethos in the business. We're recording this on a Thursday. So this is going to be a little bit of a throwback Thursday, but I think there's a, maybe not the completely, like the only reason, but I think part of the reason why you're proud of that. And part of the reason why I'm proud of it is it's kind of where we came from. If you think back at the exact target days, you think about the core values, stay true to permission was one that we as a business, we gravitated to and we used in everything we did. And basically to me, that meant, okay, well, you're going to use our platform to connect with your customers, but by no means are you going to use our platform to go spam a bunch of people who don't want to hear from you. So I think like there's something about the opt-in, the hand raise, the I'm giving you consent that is coming back to the forefront in marketing. And I love the fact that we're in a position to say we do those things and we we support it. Um, I just, I, I think like for our company and for other companies like us, and I don't know how you think about this, but to me, it's like, we have a tremendous responsibility to not compromise that because the first time that you compromise that, you lose the most important thing from your members, your customers, any other stakeholder, and, and that's trust. Yes. So it's funny. You mentioned the exact target. I remember one of the rallying cries at exact target was permission rules right? Um, we had the foam hands that I think had the love sign on. I don't know. But uh, email marketing, opt-in newsletters, that was kind of zero-party data before zero-party data was a thing, right? It's They've opted in and said, I want to hear more from this brand. Now, again, that's maybe email marketing broadly has moved in a direction where it gets abused and you see people all the time um, creating loopholes or going around email opt-ins. But that was, again, kind of zero-party data. And We've gotten away from that to a degree. And so uh, it's nice to have this forcing function to force marketers into creating more altruistic approaches to gathering data of their fans, subscribers, and followers. I, I love it. And maybe like, let's close this out and like tie this maybe into intent signals. And I think part of the reason why we're getting on a podcast and sharing our point of view and perspective is just to help reinforce some of what we're going to be talking about when the product releases. And this is not just going to be like, okay, we dropped a podcast on it. We wrote an article about this. This is done. This is just something we're going to think have to talk about, especially the nature of our business being a two-sided, having two different audiences, right? Members coming in to consume content, brands coming in to help distribute content. So I think like, I don't know, I'm still like, I'm writing about it. I'm talking about it but I'm still trying trying to like make sure that I'm very delicately artic- trying to articulate the point of view that we're using your data to enhance the experience and not go take your email addresses and give them to our customers so they can, you know, hammer down and call you. So I don't know, like it's, it is um, delicate and it's, I think over time, the more we rally around it and the more we get feedback and get quotes and social proof and all of these things, it'll make it a lot easier, but we're really early, I guess on the heels of like, we're launching intent signals this week, data is, is a topic that a lot of people maybe 
don't want to be interested in or but are because they're impacted like how how do you how are you thinking about just how we communicate what we're doing regarding data whether it's zero party first party hopefully not third party but um talk to let's close out and just gather your perspective there you make a great point we're using our members data to make a better experience for them, which is ultimately why we collect that data so that we can curate content for them for things that people like them are engaging with, things that a company of their size might be interested in, solutions or problems they may be facing. We're using it to power our curation engine, which is lightweight right now, but only going to grow into the future. You mentioned before we press the record button, some of what you're just saying, but you also, I think you you kind of mentioned, there's still a lot that like we need to do and learn to continue to grow with some of the, I would say, consumer expectations that are out there now. I love that, right? Like, all right, we know, we, we know what our ethos are. We know what we believe in. We know the line in the sand. Now, how do we make that most beneficial to everybody involved? And, uh, there's still a lot of pushing and prodding and, and experimenting for us to do. But I think having that why we exist and, and uh, what we believe in is the foundation we need to go make some of those changes, continue to push uh, on this for on behalf of our users and our customers. Uh, and I'm really excited about the foundation we've set and what we're releasing with Intent Signals. If you are listening to this and you work at a B2B brand that creates content check out what we're going to be talking about on Thursday. There's going to be a lot of news coming our way around intent signals, data topics, and just how we are connecting members to the right content that they're looking for. And there's a lot of opportunities for brands out there. Jonathan, data, I know you love it. We're going to be talking about it more on this podcast, I'm sure. But I I think that was a good start. I appreciate I always appreciate the opportunity to talk about data, Brett. Until next time. I think having mindfulness around the data that you are gathering from your customers and the responsibility that we have as marketers on how we use that is really, really critical. So I'm happy that we're talking about it and hopefully you learned something. You take care of yourself, take care of others around you. We'll be back Friday, more Modern Day Marketer. Let's go.